What's going on, my babies? Welcome back to another episode of The Spiritual Word. As always, I apologize for any noises in the background in advance and anything of that nature. And I also like to start these off with a disclaimer by stating that these are for entertainment purposes only. Always do your own research to come to your own conclusions, to make your own decisions, to have your own answers. And I believe in your ability to be your own person, as you're already doing so by the fact that you clicked on this video. So in today's episode, I just want to be doing a little kind of like... I want to give you more trust in what you're creating for yourself and what I'm creating for myself. And this is how I'm going to do that. So I'm going to explain to you some of the occurrences that I've had in my personal experience in manifestation. Just so it helps you in your manifestation. So regardless, this is for entertainment. But if it helps, it helps. And I'm, I'd be very appreciative if it did help. Or like, I'd be grateful if it could help you so basically this is how i knew that manifestation was really kind of easy and i say easy because like it really is easy so when i was in high school i wanted to learn how to drive and i wanted to get my license but i didn't want to and i also wanted a lot of things that i eventually got but i wanted to get my license through going to a school for driving so that I had an instructor teach me rather than my dad or my mom. But my mom doesn't drive, so it would have been my dad or my sisters. And I'm like, I don't want them to teach me. I want to go to an actual school just so I don't have to study on my own, you know, just so it makes it easier. And then I went to a school where they had the ability to have uh, you go to a driving school or like having driver's ed. And for some reason, we had a sub while I was in the class, and he literally cheated for me, and I passed the test because he cheated for me. I was literally asking him, is this right? And he'd be like, which meant A, B, C, or D. He would put up three fingers. I'm like, okay, it's just, it's C. You know what I mean? And we basically cheated together. He literally cheated, and I passed my permit. Well, you have to do the driving or like the written before you do the driving. But I wouldn't be able to go to the driving if I didn't pass the written. And I have to redo the class. And there was like a three month waiting list and I was not about to have it. And I didn't even like ask this dude to cheat or ask him for help really. I was like, can you read this for me? Because I got it wrong last time. But you're telling me that this one makes the most sense to you. But I got that one wrong. Because, you know it's wrong like I don't understand why it's wrong but it's wrong and he just helped me he just was like okay you see I was like can you read this question for me and he's like okay I'm gonna read it and then he would put up like a number and I'd be like okay it's that one and he just kept doing that through the whole test like I didn't ask for that and he didn't have to do that and I know he didn't have to do that but dude was like so much of a sweetheart he just did it so I didn't even take my test somebody else literally took the test for me and it was a teacher you know what I mean like that's a very rare occasion but I find that to be very special very like intriguing experience and then when I got my driver's license the driving instructor he was like kind of grouchy it was like Oscar the Grouch vibes where he's like mean but he's not really mean he has a soft spot you just have to find it you know what I mean like Oscar the Grouch he has a soft spot for that little worm you know so you just gotta find their soft spot and I'm like this guy's mean but I there's something there's something there he's a sweetheart I, I can tell and the day that we went to go do the actual like test 
right? Because obviously you get in the car and they teach you, okay, the first thing you do before you turn on the car is put your seatbelt on. And if you don't do that, you'll automatically fail. So let's practice doing that, right? And so, and I loved driving. Like that was the best time. I literally got to skip class to go drive. Like that shit was the best, but I digress. So we, on the day of the test, me, my friend goes first. Me and my friend got paired up, which is lucky because, like, we weren't even in the same class. We get paired up, and she's driving, she takes her test, she passes, and then I take my test, and I pass. And then as we're driving back to school, I ask him, can I stop at McDonald's to celebrate the fact that we both passed? And he literally stopped at McDonald's. He didn't let us get out of the car because, I don't know, I don't think he trusted us or something. But he was like, you damn youth, you know? Like, you fucking thugs. He didn't trust us or something. But he basically got out, got us McDonald's, came back in. He didn't get us McDonald's. Like, we bought it. Like, I bought it. But he still got us McDonald's, you know what I mean? And I was like, oh, bet. Like, this is the best. And I don't think he did that for just anybody. Like, I don't think he did that for a lot of people. And I don't think people even asked. I asked, but only because we, he was like, we need to make a stop before I go back to school to turn these paperwork in. And I'm like, cool. Can we make another stop? The audacity in me got something, you know, I asked and I received and it was kind of bold, you know, to ask my teacher to be like, Hey, can we go get food? But I went to a school where you weren't, there's a dude doing a wheelie. I went to a school where you, sorry, I went to a school where you weren't allowed to leave. Like, if you did leave, it was only for work. Like, it was that. That's it. Like, you had no other option of getting out of school besides work or on the weekends. But you can only leave and come back one time. So, if you left the whole weekend and then came back, that was fine. But if you left Friday, came back Friday night, you weren't allowed to leave Saturday or Sunday. So... I was like, fuck yeah, if I can get some McDonald's, I'm not going to be out in the regular world for a long ass time. And that was when I realized, I was like, oh my gosh, manifesting is fucking easy. I do all the time. And obviously, it kind of took me a lot of time just because like your life has to kind of like push it to the side for other things to come in, if that makes sense. Like I would not have had the opportunity to go to that driving school if I wasn't in that, enrolled in that school. And that school came with a lot of, like, bullshit, basically. Like, there was a lot of fucking drama. I wasn't really involved in drama, but there was a lot of fucking drama. There was a lot of, like, the teachers did not give a fuck about you. And, like, when I say they don't give a fuck about you, like, they really don't give a fuck about you. Like, kids on my campus were getting fucking, like, we had a stabbing. A minor got stabbed at my second campus. At my first campus, I knew this dude that was going around doing very inappropriate things to females. Like, very inappropriate things against their will. And when he was confronted about it, they didn't kick him out. Like, nobody cared. Nobody cared. Security didn't give a shit. And then one of the security guards... This female security guard, she would flirt with all the dudes there. And all the dudes were, like, half her fucking age. That lady was, like, 40. And we're in a school full of, like, 16-year-olds to 24-year-olds. That shit was gross to me. And I fucking hated it. Like, that school was not a good experience. 
but it did allow me to do certain things. You know what I mean? Like I did achieve all the things I wanted to achieve. And because I got like an actual license, I didn't have to take the test again. You know what I mean? Like when you, when your license expires and you're in a different state, sometimes they require you to by law, go take another test. And my state doesn't require that. <laughs> and thank God, because I just switched uh, states. Like I just got my, my license in the state. And where I got my license was in a different state. So, you know, it just works out. So besides that, so I went to this Buddhist retreat center. I'm going to give you just a couple examples of like, what happens when you trust? What happens when you trust? You get shit done. You get shit happen like magic. And sometimes you don't even like want to do the things that initially will kickstart that or like domino affect it. Like for example, I applied at this Buddhist retreat center, got the job, but the job is like five hours away from where I live. Five hours and I was like oh my god no one's gonna want to take me and I currently at the time I didn't have a car like I didn't have this car and I was like oh man like I'm gonna have to turn this down this sucks because I was really excited to try something new but it also really scared me because I was like oh my gosh like I'm gonna be living with a bunch of strangers that I've never met before and I'm gonna be in a Buddhist retreat center which what if they're like holy saint angels and they look down on me like Christians because I'm a sinner. You know what I mean? They just look at me and you're, they're like, thug. So I'm like, you know, scared because I'm scared of the judgment that I'm going to receive. I'm scared of the judgment I'm going to receive from my family, from asking them if they could take me. And then, you know, all said and done, I go. I save up enough money to get a car. And I was only there for like two months. You know what I mean? So I was like, oh, you know. I'm doing well for myself. And not only that, but I met the most amazing people there. Like, the most amazing people that I swear to God I'm going to be friends with until forever. And that was something that I was longing for. I was longing for friends. I was longing for community. But not just, like, any friends, you know? Like, I could go out, talk to a crackhead, make the crackhead my friend if I really wanted to. But I wanted friends with kind hearts who had a genuine sense of self, a genuine sense of others, who are thoughtful, compassionate, genuine, who care about other people, who actually take care of themselves, who actually want to achieve certain things, people who are entrepreneurs, people who I would look up to, you know, like people who I'd look up to and I'd be like, damn, why aren't you my big sister? You know, like I wanted those types of friendships and I wanted that sense of community and that's exactly what the fuck I got. And not only did I get that, but I also got enough money to get this car. And not only did I get that, but I also learned a lot. I learned an extreme amount of like spiritual, insightful work. Like I learned a lot about your spirit, a lot about your soul. I learned a lot about Buddhism, which was very intriguing. And it just like, my brain was eating that shit up like spaghetti, like Eminem's mom's spaghetti. You know what I mean? That shit, I loved it. I loved it all. Like being at the teachings were so beautiful. Like, I could not have traded that experience. And I didn't even pay to get there. That's the crazy thing that gets me. That's the craziest part about it. I wanted somewhere where I can learn, where I could grow, where I could have a sense of community, where I can make friends, but not just random friends. Friends with the same weird things that I like to do, like take care of yourself, go on mental health retreats, meditate, talk about soul stuff and emptiness. And... That's exactly what I got. And then on top of that, I was being paid. 
I was being paid. And I'm not gonna lie to you, I had a rocky, 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 disgustingly rocky start. Like, when I was getting there, I had to ask my dad to drive me there. And because it was five hours, he was gonna be driving ten hours, right, to get there and back to my house. And obviously I was like, you could just say no, because I can just rent a car, or I can turn down this job, or, you know, you have the option of saying no. And then we're basically there. And when you get there, it's like a really remote area and you have to go through like a dirt road. We're on the dirt road, like a mile away from this place. And he's cussing me out, talking about, you're such a dumbass. Why did you choose this job? Why did you take this job? You're going to be so far away. What if you need help? What if you don't like it? And you're going to call me up in like a weekend, you know, crying, telling me to come pick you up. And I'm like, one, I'd never call you for help. Two, don't call me a dumbass unless you want to get your shit railed. Because I get it, you're my dad. But you're not allowed to talk to me in that specific manner. Like, you could talk down on me, but you could do it respectfully. Okay? And so, I got there and I'm pissed. I'm pissed out of my motherfucking mind. Like, I'm I'm so angry, I could cry. You know when you're so angry that you want to cry? Because that's where I was. I was, like, fucking ready to cry. And then... We go and dude that's supposed to like the dude that hired me or like the the director of the place it was not there because something happened um with his stomach or I don't remember exactly. Something internal organs area happened and he was in the hospital. And I was like, Oh my gosh, that's you know, not so good. But somebody else was there to take care of me. And this was the lady that I didn't know I needed in my life. But she was like, hey, um, do you want to unpack your stuff? We're going to give you a tour and this and that. And I'm like, okay, is it cool if my dad, like, you know, the dude that hired me said that it was cool if my parents stayed and got, like, a tour of the place. But my mom's not here, but my dad's here. And she took us up to the office. She was like, this is what you're going to be doing. And I just want to sit down to see if your dad has any concerns or like any questions and then all of a sudden my dad was this fucking perfect little saint and he was like i'm just conf- i'm just concerned because that's my baby and when we went i'm just like you manipulative bitch you know but that experience led me to grow as an individual because now i can sit in the same room with him and be civil and now he actually does kind of regret it because he sent me a text like, a couple days after that happened. And I was really distraught by the fact that he did that. Because I was like, you're supposed to support me. I'm making money. I'm doing what you want me to do. Because my parents are like, you need to be a regular functioning member of society. You know, you can't just do YouTube or podcasts or make music or make art and pretend that you're going to be successful. And I'm like, oh, okay, fuck me. So, that was fucking disheartening. And I was like, oh my god. You are supposed to love me unconditionally. You're you're my dad. You know, that broke my heart. And I just didn't, like, text him. I didn't call. I didn't text. I called my mom and I was like, hey, I just wanted to let you know that I'm here. I don't really have service everywhere. I have Wi-Fi on occasion. But even then, my mom was like, okay, yeah, bye. You know, like, I was like, okay, cool. And I don't really call my parents just because I'm like, you know, I'm here. You know what I mean? Like, I'm here. If I wasn't here, somebody would have let you know by now. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know why you're so concerned with my safety. Somebody would have let you know. And so basically when I was like there, we had a therapy session that fucking Friday. 
I got there on Monday. Or like the Sunday before that week started over. I think it was that Sunday. I think it was that Sunday. And then that Friday, we had a therapy session. Like all of us, a community therapy session. And I was like, fuck, man. Like I'm going to a hard ass time. And I wasn't going to deny it because like my feelings are the only thing that I can think about. Like I was going through it. And that enabled me to like open up. I'm not going to lie to you. I think I cried. And I was like, this is a really bad impression for all of my coworkers, but I'm not going to sit here and play this really strong, robust person for your sanity. I could care less if you don't like people who cry. Genuinely. So I'm like, I'm really overwhelmed. And then that same day that like I had that therapy session, my dad texts me and he's like, hey, I just wanted to let you know, like, I'm really sorry. And I'm like, lies. Why are you texting me? Call me like a grown ass man, you know? That was my first thought. But then again, I was like, oh, you know what? At least he said sorry. Because usually he doesn't even say sorry. So I feel like that was growth. And we're at a point where I'm not really like, I'm not really mean to him anymore. Like, I do have my moments where I'm like, just leave me alone. You know, like I do have my irritated moments, but I don't have like outburst moments anymore where I'm like, okay, you fucking piece of shit. This is what you did. This is how I feel. Fuck off. Fuck you. And I don't be doing that anymore. Like I've gone through my teenage angst and I'm like eh you're you're trying you're a person like shit's hard out here you know what I mean and that led me to really amazing experiences with really amazing humans and I would not have changed that for the world even if it meant going through that exact car ride again and I'm honestly glad that I handled it the way that I did because if I could do it again I'd do it the same way you know what I mean and I think that's what manifestation is really about it's about understanding that things that you want will come and you're not gonna know when it's gonna happen because if you knew when it was gonna happen you'd be a fucking wizard duh you know and you're not a wizard because life is not just like magic and rainbows it's gotta have the yin and the yang it has to be mundane for the extraordinary to exist you gotta have the ordinary for miracles to exist. That's how I like to look at it. And while I was at the Buddhist retreat center, there was a rock that had the uh, a monk's fingerprint or like a teacher's fingerprint. I don't know the exact terminology, but it was basically somebody high ranking in their spiritual level. I'm not too sure just because like it's been almost a year. It's not been almost a year. It's been like six months since I left and I didn't even remember the teacher's name like off rip like when they told me the story I was just like la 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 you know like I'm always in my own little world which I do apologize for because that's very insensitive but at the same time I don't know the teacher but the teacher literally was talking about causes and conditions and this is also another thing that I like to add to today's episode so moral of the story the reason I'm bringing this this thumbprint up or like the story up with this teacher is basically to get you to see that like whatever you want or whatever you're trying to achieve or whatever you know you're going through it's not for nothing you are making progress in goals that you think you're not making progress and as long as you have your heart set on this thing you can achieve that like I had my heart set on going to a school to get my driver's license that was like I'm not changing my mind about that I'm going to a school I don't care what it takes. And I even had the crazy idea of being like, I'm going to go for free. 
I don't know how I'm going to do it. My dad might pay for it. Some random person might pay for it. Or maybe the government pays for it. And boom. I went to a school for free. And then when I was at this Buddhist retreat, I was like, I want to get paid to be in a community where people care about each other. Because that's real. And long behold, I go there. I'm in a community. And when Buddhists start their teaching, they always talk about how much good karma you have to accumulate to be at a teaching. And I was getting paid to be at teaching. So I felt like I was hot shit. I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, don't say that. You're feeding my ego right now. But at the same time, I really don't have a lot of like arrogant pride to me. Like if you came up to me in public and you're like, oh my gosh, I think you're so pretty, blah, blah, blah. I'd be like, e lies liar you are lying to my face and i don't appreciate you know what i mean so when they're telling me when these teachers were having teachings and they're like you know how much good karma you have to accumulate to be at these teachings and i'm like i'm literally getting paid to be in the same room and i didn't even apply for that specific position like i wasn't even supposed to be in these teachings but the universe was like, nah, I got you, fam. This is for your podcast. <laughs> and all the shit that like I learned, I talk about it on my podcast. Maybe not like specifically, but I feel like that's what those teachers are there for. They're for their specific thing. Like they have a theme. Some like um two of the teachers, it was like a couple who are actually two hours away from where I live. Which is the best part of meeting them because they literally live in the same state. And I find that like so amazing. I'm like, oh my gosh, we're in the same state. We're laterally existing, but in the same area. Maybe not exactly, but like same part of Earth. And I find that special. So anyways, um, where was I? Basically, these couple teach like self-love and like how to get rid of all these fears and like overwhelming feelings. And they just did a good job. Like they were just existing and you just wanted to be around them. They felt like celebrities. Like their energy felt like I could never get enough of it. Like it was just like, you know, when toddlers are like being babied and their mom's like, oh, come here, you know, like that feeling of like, oh my gosh, you can't get enough of. Like it, it, it was amazing. Like their energy was like that. And that's what they taught. They taught how to have that energy. And, you know, digress so when i was in the teachings with these people who felt like those people i was like oh my gosh like you can't tell me that if i'm here it's because i have good karma and i'm like all these people have good karma but i feel like they didn't really sink into me the fact that i was there until the teachings started happening and i'm like i'm in these teachings like i'm sitting right here and i'm absorbing this information like, this is crazy. You know, like, I felt super, I felt like a superhero. And so we get around to what I'm talking about. So basically, when your heart is set on something, the universe just knows. It knows what you want. Like, I didn't even know what I was asking for and going to this Buddhist retreat center. But I got lifelong friends out of it and I got people who genuinely care about another person out of it and I got these amazing blessings of teachings and in one of the sessions 
one of the they give you like a little scarf at the end of the teaching to represent like your blessings and one of the teachers actually gave me a scarf it was like an assistant teacher but i find that even like more perfect like i could not have asked for something so perfect and so beautiful like i want to cry but That scarf. Where was I? I always get lost in the amazingness of it. I'm just going to skip and go back to what I was saying. So basically, when your heart is set on something, your mind doesn't matter. Like, nothing matters because your heart will bring that thing to you. And if you're really distraught on all the past hurts, or you just replay the, the past hurts or the past events, you never get to know or discover anything new. And it's only through discovering new things that you find a piece of excitement all over again. It's like the universe knows what you want for Christmas. And as long as you're that little excited kid, you will get that present. Maybe not exactly a day from now. Maybe not a year from now. But maybe when you least, least expect it. It'll just, boom, slap you in the face. And I think that that's a really amazing thing. because. You don't know what you need to know. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what I need to know yet. But I think that the way that life unfolds is a very beautiful process. Because even though I went through a lot of hardship to get to those certain things that were so beautiful, I feel like they wouldn't be that beautiful if I didn't experience the lack. Or if I didn't experience the negativity. Or, you know, the things that people run away from. The hurt, the pain, the suffering, the trauma. If you run away from those things, I feel like you never really get to appreciate what beauty is. And if you are super set on something, you're going to be set on it. And it's not going to be something that somebody has to convince you is real. If you really, really believe in yourself, you're going to believe in yourself. And not for the sake of like... Other people tell me I should believe in myself, so maybe I should believe in myself. Or other people believe in themselves and it's cool, but I don't know if I'm that cool. You know, like, if you're doing that to yourself, if you're like, I'm going to school to be a mechanic, but, like, it's so scary and I don't I don't really know what I'm doing. You're feeding that, that. You're not feeding what your heart is actually longing for. And something that I also want to point out is, like, this is a good example. When people are, like, crying about, I don't have a boyfriend, I don't have a girlfriend, I don't have a partner. That's where your heart is set on. I don't have it. I don't have it. That feeling, that hurtness, that lack, that longing only brings you more of what it is. And it's only when you switch that feeling and think to yourself, wow. I know that right now I might not have everything that I want, but that doesn't mean that my life is less beautiful. And it doesn't mean that my life is less amazing. And everything comes down to your belief. I genuinely believe that. And one of the things that made me believe that is because while I was at this Boots Retreat Center, one of the, the teachers that, like, one of the founders, basically, he's the founder's um, son. And he teaches there. He had this rock that was given to him by another teacher. 
that has his his physical fingerprint like ingrained in the rock and obviously that's not like fake you know what i mean like it's not who is going to do that like that's a lot of work just to fake something and to fake something of that nature i feel like okay and also there was a um there's a lot of students i want to say that it's not fake just for the people who are going to be naysaying but this is the story there was a group of students who were told okay this is how through devotion you will allow me to put my fingerprint in this rock but through the causes and conditions and if one of you is a non-believer i will know and i will know because it won't happen and he put his fingerprint in the rock in front of all these devoted students and it didn't i don't think it worked the first time but he got rid of like the non-believers and or like the doubters and so that's what i mean by your 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 you create your reality you are genuinely the creator of your reality if you have this much doubt that's all it takes to stop the whole thing it's kind of like when you step on a lego you don't think it's gonna be that painful and then you step on it you're like how is this tiny thing make so much of an impact like that really hurt you know what i mean like if you've never stepped on a lego i don't recommend it but this tiny little cube it shoots pain through your body like i've never felt you know what i mean so it's like if this much doubt is in you it stops the whole process it ruins the whole thing and even with that doubt you can still get the things that you want i'm not saying that that's like completely impossible to just get rid of doubt altogether because that takes a lot of time practice dedication and i don't think most people have the time practice and dedication to do that but the closer and closer and closer you can allow that doubt to like dissipate and get smaller and smaller and you'd be like you know what if it happens it happens if it doesn't it doesn't but my life is still beautiful and focus on the parts that you do want to create then it will happen for you and that monk or that teacher putting their fingerprint in this rock is proof of that we create our reality through what we believe everybody in that group believed that he could do it believed that he can put his thumbprint in a physical rock you know what i mean like rocks are hard that's the point so obviously it's going to be hard to put your fingerprint like that's what are you talking about you know what I mean? And I feel like you got to trust the process. And maybe you're not trusting the process right now, but shit gets hard. You're allowed to have feelings. Just don't get overwhelmed by your feelings. Don't let your feelings drown you because your feelings are just there to experience or to be another extension of your experience. It's just another sense. It's like the five senses, taste, touch, smell hear i don't know what the last one is taste touch smell hear sight it's an extension of your experience and i also feel like people don't acknowledge the fact that i think feelings are a different sense and thoughts are also a different sense which is why people are psychic you know what i mean that was a tidbit i good for me that was a good one but i digress anyways Moral of the story, have a little faith in the process. I know shit gets tough, 
but shit's looking bright, okay? And the more you focus on the things getting better, the better things will get. Because every day is a different experience and you can't be caught up on how tragic your life has been. Because that's what you're going to create. You create through, if you create through a place of fear, you will get more things that you fear. If you create from a place of openness and allowance, then you will allow things to unfold the, the way that they want to unfold. Maybe not the way that you envisioned it to full, unfold. But if you believe, believe full wholeheartedly that you create this experience and that you can create any experience, you'll go out and do that and execute that. And people who are really good examples, in my opinion, are people like Joey Badass and Big Sean, because they talk about it all the time in all of their music. It's so spiritual, and it talks about all the things that they're going through in those points in their life. Like, I remember when... I didn't even listen to Big Sean when he came out with one of his his albums called Finally Famous, but it was talking about how all these people doubted where he was, and that even he himself doubted, but he didn't stop the mission. You know what I mean? So, continue on your mission, you're doing great. You're just a little star soldier. I like that. I think I'm going to start calling you guys my star soldiers. Because I like that. It's fun. Anyways. Thanks for tuning in and tapping in. This one has been a long one. But I feel like it was needed. You know? Sometimes you just need a long one. But anyways. Thanks for tuning in and tapping in. I'll see you in the next one. Peace.